Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Broadcasting from the Leadership Academy Studios, aka my new basement, welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur the go-to plan for coaches, authors, and speakers, and entrepreneurs of all kinds to start, grow, and profit a business that you love. That's why we're here, because we love what we do. We love business, and I know you do too. Hey, I'm your host, Matt Browning, and today, um, you know, I always say I'm excited about today, and I always am, but this time, I really, really am. I just wrapped up an interview that you're about to listen in on with one of my dear, dear friends that, uh, I mean, we're going back over 20 years uh, that I've known this young lady, Maggie Mayfield, uh, joined us on the show. Now, if you want uh, an uh, example of when, well, I was not that great of an interviewer and she was amazing. Maggie actually debuted on our podcast on this radio show at episode number five. One of the first people that I said, hey, hey, I'm doing this thing. Would you be part of my thing, Maggie? And she was like, Matt, of course I'll be part of your thing. Now, Maggie is, so that was episode five, and now she's coming back around as we're, as we're rounding the bend for our 300th episode. Uh, she is a guitar parody comedian who's based in Austin, Texas. Now, she tours nationally. She's done festivals like the Snow Jam Comedy Festival, Ventura Comedy Festival, Laugh Riot Girl, uh, Plano Comedy Festival, and Galore. She's open for comedians like David Spade, David Kuchner, uh, hosted Craig Robinson. She's been just in the comedy world all over. But we get into this interview a lot about what her, her dreams are and what she's been focusing a lot of the time on lately is, like a lot of us, when you start to really make waves somewhere... It allows you to have this platform that you get maybe, I guess, more freedom to choose. What do I really want to contribute to the world? And she's putting a lot more time and energy. We'll get into her music. And she actually has some, you know, a ton of comedy song. Her, her latest comedy album, Wake Up Maggie, is out. And that's uh, really, really fun. Uh, definitely worth a listen for sure. Um, but she has, you know, some, some albums in the works that are less comedy and more uh, touching, more inspirational. Uh, she'll be doing a lot of acting as well. So you can find Maggie all over the place. Just filmed in a new pilot that's uh, being hopefully being launched coming up in this season. And we get into uh, merch in business. Should you have merch and what kind of merch and why? We get into touring and schedules and how to, you know, again, really do work that you love and how to say yes to the right things and no to others. Uh, we talk about the acting world. We talk about the comedy world. We talk about the business of all of it and how you can take and apply these lessons to your own life. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, we don't spend a lot of time on the background and her story because we covered more of that when she was on the show last time. So again, go to mattbrawningpodcast.com if you want to get uh, Maggie's episode in the archives. It's number five. Uh, you can listen to her backstory there. But we really just jump right in because uh, it was a good scene and we only had so much time. So I didn't want to waste a minute and I wanted to share every minute with you guys. So without any further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with my dear friend, Maggie Mayfield. Where are you? Are you in Austin? I am, yeah. A little home studio, just hanging out. How is it going? 
Austin is so great. And this town, um, it's wonderful to be surrounded by family. So it helps with this element of balance that we all seem to struggle with. But uh, this town is so excited about performance art and they want to pay for it. Like there's politics here, there's tech here, there's live music, but for whatever reason, like these comedians, like they love it. So great. I'm working my ass off, but like I'm having a great time. I feel balanced and full and like good, you know, that is outstanding because you know, by looking at your Instagram and Facebook feed, that's exactly how I, I would assume things are. Yeah. But that's also a snippet, right? Like, yeah. you know, that's just a little bit. But because uh, I haven't seen you, I don't know. I mean, it's been a minute. Four years, five years. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think it went fast. A pandemic in there, but you know, it's <laughs> counting. Oh, uh, that, when was that? That was hot <laughs> six. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up, though, too. Like, I work so hard to keep that as like real as possible. And when you people do. tell me, yeah, when people tell me they're like, man, you're just like you are online. I'm like, good. That's exactly the best compliment that I think I could ever ask for. You know what I mean? I love it so much. I yeah. love it so much. Oh, my gosh. How are um, you? Where, so where are you in the world right now? I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I'm just so, saving so, people. Yeah. I'm, We've okay. been here almost four years now. And yeah, that's very... Very cool, very fun, very exciting. By the way, we're recording already. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, this is just going to, you know, be part of the show. So I saw, I saw. Yeah, because I can tell, you know, like with the radio background, that's just what you do, right? This, the guest walks in the studio. You're like, I don't want to waste a second with someone. When I have a celebrity in my midst, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I have you a Maggie know. Mayfield in my midst. Oh, God, stop. You're so freaking nice to me. Uh, you are one of those people, man, that like, I never would have saw either of us branching off and doing these like amazing wild things. But like, man, I'm so glad that our paths crossed and like we've done the work to to stay in touch. And it is so fun to to cheer you on and to watch. I mean, because you've been busy, like even through the pandy, you were like, I'm on TV and I'm doing all these things and like asking for people to help you like superhero this. And Can I use that? I, I have not heard anyone say through the pandy. pandy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I don't know. It just it sounds... uh more fun somehow. Well, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but the pandemic for me was like incredible. It was so good. Uh, there, there was a lot I of goodness. Hate, I, I hate saying that because I know so many people really struggled and really suffered through it. But Well, I, I think it's like a, one of those both and situations, right? Where it's like you can't just say it was a terrible time because there was a lot of terrible things. Mm-hmm. And certainly, right? But then there was also an unbelievable amount of opportunity and there was families that got to reconnect. I mean, for me, like I got to actually be forced to be home and not be on the road. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh, I didn't realize really what I was missing with the three of us back at home together. So now as I'm recreating the post pandy, uh, me it's, it, you know, it includes a lot of different, uh, different schedule, you know, a whole different kind of a thing, changing that's the structure balance. all around. It's the balance. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's, that's so hard to figure it out. I mean, so I'm Maggie, learning about it, but yeah. What so. the heck, uh, are you, doing now are you give, give me a pie chart of you got comedy are you writing are you doing any production anymore is it like what's the percentage of the things you spend your time on or the things you spend your dreaming on what does that look like right now that's a great question uh i would say it's mostly who um acting i'm doing a lot of acting right now um that's right 
Yeah. What kind uh, of acting you been doing? I actually, I just, I just got back from filming a pilot, a TV show pilot. Um, I can't go into too much detail about it, but of basically, course. it's about a comedy club set in the medieval times, and I am the representative female character uh, on this show. So it's a huge part, and um, it is so well written. It is so funny. The director they got on board for this uh, is. So incredibly talented has won so many awards like all the pieces in place i i got on set and i looked around and i was like i don't know what i'm doing here i can't like you me you want me okay okay i don't belong here but i'm not gonna tell anybody that they're wrong you know um and so it's that whole does that ever change because we gotta talk about that a little bit at some point does that ever change the like you know i i always feel like i snuck in the back door pretty much wherever i am whether it's TV or interviewing you or writing a book or whatever it is. It, I yeah. never get used to the caliber of people that you continuously get better and better caliber yeah. of people, character opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you're always improving on it, but I don't know. Like I, I never feel like I'm supposed to be here in a way. I mean, I yeah. get it, but I don't, you know, what about you? I have transitioned to some, like when I was in radio broadcasting, I did that for 15 years. And towards the end, I was like, I know what I'm doing. I belong here. I know the answer. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a process of learning to trust your gut, but this whole acting thing, um, is, is not new. Um, but I'm starting to learn how to like trust my gut and audition on my own. Um, I was taking terrible advice, uh, from past mentors and I'm really sorry uh, about that. By the way, people, No, don't be, um, no, I'm kidding. But, I wasn't the one. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not you. I mean, there's that was a nothing joke. to be sorry about, but, uh, <laughs> there, you know, it just, I, I'm learning how to like trust my instincts and trust my gut and take the tools that I do know that I do know work. And from the workshops I've done, you know, like I've done the schooling, but I still, you know, it's still new. It's still so exciting. It's still like, oh, I can't believe, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody that probably um how long then have you been in your own mind i know you've been doing it longer but how long in your own mind have you been like okay acting is one of my things this is something i'm focusing on or this is i'm an actor you know however you would label that kind of identity or or goal set how long you've been really in that um i think when did you get serious like really i mean because i've been i mean i've been trying to do it my whole life my, my whole life uh, between the plays and the improv comedy and the stand-up and um, and more plays and then getting to LA and like auditioning and making short films and producing my own films and then but I think the moment I got really serious about it is when I picked up an agent here in Austin so I'd say a year and a half that I've been hyper focused on it and like getting myself into more online classes and and reading more books about how this business works and doing the homework and just, you know, never missing an audition. (laughs) So tell me about that. That is something I feel like I would struggle with because, you know, I want to get in that world. I want, you know, Mm -hmm. our paths are always very similar. They're Mm -hmm. not the same, right? But there's a lot of like, what is that Venn diagrams? A lot of overlapping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, okay, if there was an acting opportunity, I'd want to jump into it. Like, that's a lot of fun and I want to dive in. But to be able to say, I'm not going to miss an audition. If there's an opportunity, I'm taking it. So yeah. are you like like Jim Carrey, yes man right now? Are you yes woman? Or are yeah. you, you kind of discerning to a certain level? 
how and if so how how do you do that um well i i got an agent um and i'm not saying yes to everything let me be clear um because there are opportunities that people will pass to me that are outside of my agent where i'm like oh that the job is too far or the pay isn't quite worth it or um and there's a lot of factors that go into it too so it's not just like oh, the pay is not worth it because the drive is too far. It's like, well, it could be worth it if there were people the right connection. in the cast or crew that were, you know, the, yeah, exactly. Like sure. networking, your time is valuable also. I mean, you know that, purpose-driven yeah. entrepreneur. Your time is valuable. You yeah, only it's get it's 100 bucks a day, but you're going to be on set with James Cameron. Like, well, I feel like I might do that. 100%, yeah, yeah. Um, for the opportunity for a little face-to-face time. Um Muffin, so, Mr. Cameron? Okay, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's great. I, I love, uh, I mean, you're obviously keeping very busy. Um, what What do you do? Do you ever ha- have a moment when you, you probably do, moments when you need to unbusy? Do you have like that on-off switch? A lot of entrepreneurs struggle with the on-off switch. You know, it's like my brain's still thinking at two in the morning about this event I have to promote and that kind of stuff. And so I try really hard to actually switch something off, but sometimes I fail at it. Do you have any like, I don't know, tricks or, or do you do that? Or are you just down with, Hey man, middle of the night. If I think of a thing, I'm going to get up and write it down. I hear a lot of comedians are doing that. Tell me. Yeah. Is that, that one? Yeah. I, I try uh, it. Yes. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a, that's a difficult one. Cause like when creativity and inspiration comes, um, I never try to force it. And when it comes, if it's two in the morning, I'm not going to fight it. Sure. You just go with it. And uh, yeah, there have been nights where like, I'll sit down to write a song and it'll be five in the morning. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you know. But, but the song wants to be written. Yeah. It's here. So I'm going to yeah. do it. Other, other artists have talked about how like sometimes it feels like a cloud and it's just right there. And you're like, and I finally understand what that means. And that's what it looks like is sometimes it comes at two in the morning. The title of my album, my album that I released last year, wake up Maggie came to me at two in the morning and I was like, okay. So I got up and I just started writing away and, and that, that, that was it. And then like the whole later. album, like all yeah. the songs just kept on coming or was it, cause I'm um, thinking like the title, like this is the, the, the genre, this is the. The title, the conceptualized artwork, um, everything I wanted to parody, the order, how it was going to go. I wrote a couple new songs that that made it on there. Um, just all the things that I needed to make it happen. Uh, it it just like it's like a light bulb, like oh here it is, and then yeah that that was it. And then you can become obsessed with it, and um, it's kind of like. It sounds weird the first time you say it out loud, but the more you say it and think about it, the less weird it becomes and the more probable it feels. And so I think that's important. Like, don't, don't fight, don't stifle yourself. Don't, don't let yourself get in that habit. And so like, it's the same thing. Like, um, if you, if you're having trouble sleeping at night and you wake up and it's four 30 and you're tossing and turning and next thing you know, it's five 30 and you're like, well, I'm just going to be tired today. I'm, just get up. Don't fight it. Don't try and like waste all this time trying to go back to sleep. Your body's trying to tell you something. Just get up and go slow and be gentle. Like that's, I mean, that's it. That's all you can really do. Right. I, I love that. Okay. No, that, that. That's actually really, really good advice. Yeah. I just keep hearing some version of just get the natural flow of who you are, how mm-hmm. your brain works, how your body works, lean into yeah. it. 
don't yeah. I'm, I'm a big proponent right you know that like yeah. i i don't like fighting my nature you know so mm-hmm. if if the way i get motivated is by deadlines then mm-hmm. i'm all about let's throw some deadlines i'm not going to get my book report done three months ahead of time mm-hmm. you know ever since i was a kid you know mm-hmm. it, it was, and a lot of people relate it was the night before 11 30 i'm not supposed to be up that late but that's when i'm starting and finishing my book report and you know, I'm 42 years old now, and not a lot has changed. <laughs> we yeah. have we have a new book coming out right now, actually, uh, as we're recording this. And you know, you have your album out. Like we have stuff going. Like there's a pre-release right now, and I have a stack this big to uh, to do. And part of it is because I know now we're in the end game, so it's go go go. So yeah. I'm actually doing that on purpose, right? Like I'm leaning into that strength instead of trying to plan to be a project manager, which I'm not good at. So. <laughs> You you have an agent. Do you have anyone that, like on a uh, team or whatever at this point, or is it Team Maggie? Do you are you, like are you promoting? Are you creating? Are you um, networking? Are you like you're doing everything other than what the agent will do as far as booking? How does that work in that world? Sort of. Uh, it's a <laughs> sort of. It's a it's a lot. It's it's a lot. So I have a an acting agent. I have a voiceover agent. I have a manager who helps get me booked with comedy shows because uh, I'm about to go on. I'm about to hit the road in July for the whole month. Um, and then I've got a, a guy that I work with specifically, my music producer, and then a film editor. And so these are my go-to people. You know, like if I need stuff done, like I know that um, I know the, the the expectation of like what I'm looking for. They know they're going to get paid. Uh, and then they're easy to, to help flesh out these ideas. Like the most difficult thing, and maybe you experience this too, as a creative person is like, you see it, but how do you explain it to someone else? Right. So like, if they're not creative, especially. Right. Right. And these people are creative, but it's, it's, it's leaving the ego at the door and remembering like this is a new way to speak to someone to be like this is what's in my brain do you understand i don't have the skills needed to make this thing happen but i need your help to make it happen right so it's all collaborative and that's what all these the the agents the manager my editor music producer like all these people are collaborators with me right so when i was like hey manager i'm gonna go on tour in july these are the main cities She's been helping me fill in the gaps of like where to go, where to stay, the merch that I'm going to be selling, yada, 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 right? Um, oh, let's that, go. Like, Remind me, I want to talk about merch. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk about Maggie merch. That oh, God, okay. So much fun. <laughs> but, that's, but before we move on, I, I do want to kind of hit on that is what you were just saying is, is I find there's kind of two different types of people that I collaborate with. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to know which one it is because I have like creators and I have implementers is how yeah. I would put it. And yeah. some implementers, they really aren't going to be able to create. So I know that when I connect with them for like a graphic or for the cover mm-hmm. of the book or whatever, I need to, it's like, I'll say, hey, here's these examples. Mm-hmm. Here's the types of colors. Here's what we're looking for. Because I know they're not going to come up with a fresh like advertising marketing idea. Yeah. But, you know, but they're also usually a little more affordable because they can just do. Um, so at least if you know who you have, right? If you know That's who you so have. True, yeah. Because yeah. Um, so well, what a mistake, right? Have you ever like tried to give the creative gene to an implementer? And then they're yeah. like, I mean, I did that once with an outsourcer where I said something like, here's my snippet of my old book cover. Can you make a graphic? 
and he just like took a snippet like a screenshot of part of cover and was like there you go and i was like well that's not what i meant yeah <laughs> i yeah. was hoping that you know it, they would have a little bit of creativity so knowing who you're working with is a huge yeah. huge plus and knowing everybody's strengths and whatnot um, yeah. do you ever find it hard to communicate your creative vision and if so like what's an example of i don't know maybe you don't have to say who but when there was like a miss you know when you're like i'm trying to get this done you know this is the song and then it comes out sound like circus music and you're like this was not right yeah no that's great that you said uh actually um the the cover art for my latest song called stop saying sorry um i i struggled and struggled to get that <laughs> done the way that I was picturing um, the first guy that I approached is a, is a friend of mine and he does a lot of like cartoon graphic art. Um, but I didn't need much. I just needed to take one specific picture and get some fonts and color options done. Right. And like graphic design is so difficult. It's so difficult. Um, and so it's kind of, it's like I had a boss that told me one time, he's like, I don't, I don't know exactly what I want, but I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> That's how I feel every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly how I felt. And he tried and he gave me so many different options and like it just wasn't it didn't feel big enough. Like it didn't feel heavy enough. So I just gave like a couple passes at it, sent it around to a two a couple friends, um, for some like color options and like centering and space and blah blah, blah you know, graphic design lingo. And um finally came up with like with what I've got now, but uh I felt terrible. I've still paid the guy anyway because he did so many drafts and like so many revisions. And um, never and quite just, made it though. Never quite got exactly what I wanted. Um, he's so talented, and he was like, "If you ever need like cartoon stuff, let me know." And I was like, "You will be, you will be the guy, man." Um, he was very responsive. You know, all the things that like I look for in someone that I'm going to work with, but just couldn't quite nail it on the head. Didn't have it when it came to the yeah. that one vision. I love that. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, um, let's catch everyone up for a second in case, because I don't think we mentioned it. You know, if you listened to the beginning of this show and you heard the open, the bumper, the trailer for The Driven Entrepreneur, you might hear a familiar voice because back in the day when Maggie Mayfield was a little bit less busy and she had some time on her hands to actually do some projects for friends and other people, um, you actually not only did the voiceover talent for our intro for the show, um, but you produced that whole segment. And I don't know, like catch us up a little bit about what it's like to like, because I did, I did what you're talking about. I came and said, hey, Maggie, like if you'd be open for this, um, I don't know what I want, but I'll know it when I hear it. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you connect the dots with, I guess, you know, like with what we did together? I thought that was a lot of fun. And you absolutely killed it, and it was. I'm you know, so glad that you still use that. It makes me so. Yeah, happy. I mean, it's I'm so going to change it at some point, but I can't. It's just too good. Right when you find what you love and what's working, it's just too good. Yeah. So, and you actually, you know, again, you're not doing this now. But I don't think. I can't imagine you have time for it now, but I know you also for um, a good amount of our clients and friends. You also produced trailers, and you produced uh, all the bumpers for these guys too, and you you just do such a great job at that. Um, I came to you because of the 15 years of radio production yeah. um, and knowing your voiceover artist. But what I really love is the creativity, your voice modulation. Thank I think you. that a lot of that's been coming as you've been, you know, singing more and performing more and, yeah. and that whole side of you has been coming out. So I don't know even what my question is. I just want to tell people you're awesome. 
the trailer for the Thank show. You. Thank you. Uh, it's you know, bad. it's like it's it's like what you said. It's like knowing what people's strengths are, and the way you described it too, like being a creator or an implementer. Like when you're a creator, you know what your strengths are, and you know the right questions to ask. And you're right. I had been doing it for a long time, and I just knew what to ask you. What's the energy of the show? What's the feel of it? You gave me a script to work with and you were like, kind of like this, but kind of like this. And I was like, oh, okay. I see what you're seeing. I'll make it, you know? And it's just a matter of like, no, <laughs> gotta know yourself. <laughs> Isn't that you the hardest thing yourself. to do? You gotta know, you gotta know yourself. So. Well, and what about yeah. when someone comes and says, hey, can you help me do this thing? But then you're realizing, man, I don't think they actually know themselves to that point, right? If you said, what's the, what's the vibe of the show? What's the energy? And I'm like, I don't know. I talk about entrepreneurs, but right to, to be able to say, yeah, this is, this is who I am. This is how I describe my personality. It's really branding. It's kind mm -hmm. of what we're talking about. It's a whole branding conversation, mm -hmm. um, which comes long before you pick the color for your website or the angular, you know, nature of your logo or whatever it is. You got to understand what's this brand really about? Is this mm -hmm. empowering for people? Is this a distraction from the world for people? Is this care? You know, what is this whole thing? So what's, what's Maggie Mayfield? When I come and see Maggie Mayfield, what is it that I'm, what am I going after? Why am I coming to see Maggie? I know why I would come see you because you're amazing and I love you. Well, and you're awesome. Yeah. But why, like the new people who have never met you before, maybe this, this will be a good way to say this. Mm -hmm. um, if you just, if, if we just met, how in the world would you describe coming to see you live in one of the shows? Because you do have a tour coming up. Mm -hmm. And what is this tour? I mean, I know you're doing like, it's comedy, but it's musical comedy. What yeah. is that? How do you describe it? I know you've been asked this question a million times. Yeah. So Maggie Mayfield is, uh, is a goddamn delight. That's what it is. Uh, if you, if you, <laughs> if you want to feel smarter, empowered and, and laugh at yourself through the lens of music, I'm your, I'm your gal. That's it. That's what I do. Um, Smarter, empowered, and laugh at yourself through the lens of music. Yeah, because listen, music is so powerful. I used to run a podcast, which you were on, called Why Tune Shuffle, right? I missed your podcast. I know. I Can we still put it in the archives or is it gone? No, it's still up. It's still it's up. It's still up. Why yeah, Tune yeah. Shuffle is Why still up. Uh, I'm in the works to like re rejigger that a little bit and work with a new social media platform to like launch that again. Um that's that's kind of that's kind of on the back burner, but um, still yeah. one of my favorite interviews I've ever had being interviewed. Truly, okay. like not just top five. I think one of my top one, maybe two favorites of all time, because it was n completely different than yeah. any other interview. Yeah, you're really fun. You're really fun. You're, you're really, really fun. okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, but yeah, so music. So what happens at your shows? Yeah, so music is so important to me, and if you ever spend more than ten minutes with me. I will talk to you in song lyrics. That's just how I speak. And so I learned how to incorporate that on stage in a musical way. And so everything I do, like, I wish I were dumber, Matt. Like, I really do because ignorance really is bliss. But I'm I'm not. And I just, I think about the world and I think about people. And I'm, like, very heavy into my own feelings and so compassionate. Um, But it's so fun to bring people together. You're in on the joke. It's, as I parody songs, I've written several of my own songs um, and present life as we see it in a really upbeat, ironic way. But you're already in on the joke because so many of the songs, like you already know. 
Um, so you're talking about it's almost similar to how, like, say, Seinfeld would approach comedy, where it's the microcosm of something that we do, and everyone mm-hmm. in the audience is going, "Oh my gosh, that's me!" Right. I saw. Oh, right. I've so done that in social media, or I I always do that with my mom, or whatever it is. Yeah, and it always comes from me. It's always me, like talking about road trips or you know my experiences in dating basically the second life that we lead online, right? What our Instagram and our TikTok say about you. Like I'll just, and then the things that make us intrinsically human, you know what I mean? Like, um, this is, this is so graphic, but I'm working on uh, a bit, a story about the one as an adult, you have shit your pants at one point. And if you haven't, you're lying or your time is coming. And so, you know what I mean? (laughs) This makes us, wonderfully human we're disgusting right the oldest joke in the book is a fart joke and so um that's That's a real joke yeah yeah yeah. so you know i just love that i love your timing for that so good (laughs) you're lying oh your time's coming (laughs) well it is Uh, unfortunately but what uh what what are a couple of like your whether the the greatest hits or not uh to the audience which they might be but what are a couple of your top favorite all-time songs that you've written or parodied? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I feel like this is the one that should be on the top of your mind, right? Yeah, my favorite uh, is the first... Well, I have two favorites. Uh, The first one I ever written was the the Naughty Christmas song, um, which was based on me being a part-time little Jew working for a radio station where everything was Christmas. Um, And so I just... I turned all of the Christmas song titles and turned it into a uh, blowjob innuendo song. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, there uh, you go. Okay. It makes me highly bookable in uh, November, December. People think that that's hilarious. Uh, so I love, I love Christmas time and I love being able to, to perform that. Um, on the other side of that, there's a song I do called the conspiracy theory song and people eat it up. Um, and I don't play one way or the other where it's like, do I believe or don't I? I don't care. The The idea is like, have you seen it? How far down the rabbit hole online have you gone? You know, and so that's kind of where I play. And they're like, oh, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. And then we all have like, it's just a, it's a big laugh. Um, people love it. So, that's so good. Yeah. How much of your standup is, because you, you've performed, actually you performed at some of our live events back in the day too, when right. we were both oh living God, in California. Yeah. You remember that? I do. Yeah. And, and uh, that's a very different venue because we're doing like, you know, a personal yeah. growth seminar, a business seminar, and then having a VIP party. And then on comes the entertainment. Here's a singing comedian. Uh, yeah. So I remember what you did then. Is it pretty similar still? Where like, what's the mix of, do you explain a song and then the comedy is in the song? Or do you, because you were doing a lot more stand up then, and then you had a couple songs. What's it mm-hmm. like nowadays? What, what does a set look like for you? It's still very similar. It's very like joke, 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 joke. Um, you know, I get people riled up, like I'll parody songs to get them to like cheers and like drink, you know, drink. Cause a lot of us is like bars and clubs and stuff where that's what people are doing. Um, you know, making fun of myself. It, it is pretty stand up heavy with songs sprinkled in. Um, if you did an hour set, like just as an example, how many songs would you fit into the hour? Like five or something like that? Or oh, less. No. Way more than that. Oh, way more. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a lot. Oh, maybe every five minutes, give or take? Oh, oh for much. sure. No. 
That's, yeah, I would say there's one song cluster. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it it totally depends. An hour is a very long time to do that, but I would probably do about like 12 or 14 songs in there. Um, I've also been playing in a band, and so the, the library is like way up there. So when people heckle me, which is a lot lately, um, you know, I mean, a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. There's people, man, people have been, they're very talkative while I'm on stage, which is fun, but it's, it's excessive. <laughs> do you, do you have a, uh, a favorite heckle? Cause I mean, like sometimes hecklers that, you know, you can handle one well and they're like really, really bad timing, you know, like the heckler. And sometimes it's like, I see it like heckling can be fun, right? We're like, I'm heckling you. And you're like, okay, that's part of the show now. Guess what, buddy? Yeah. And do you have anything that sticks out as like, oh, that, I feel like I really crushed that heckle. Yeah. I mean, or one that absolutely sucked. I, none of them like suck. Um, but it is so awkward and like, I, I don't think I'm very good at it, but then I, I was looking at my Instagram reels the other day to see if I should like clean up my social media a little bit. And, uh, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm really good at dealing with people on the fly. Like some guy was talking about how he buys houses and he was like, he was a construction worker and I was giving him a lot of flack because I was like, oh, housing prices are so expensive. I was like, cause it's just you building it by yourself. And he was like, well, I only got one hammer. And then I was like, listen, it doesn't matter what tool you use in the tool belt. The fact that you know how to use them, that's what matters. You know, and like, then he just became part of the show and like. It, but did it, so did that start off as a heckle or do you try to, do you do the jokes where you're getting someone involved a bit? Hey, well, what do you do for a living, sir? Do you ever do that kind of stuff? Or do you yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. perform? No, um, I, it's, you know, there, I have a couple of rooms that I do pretty regularly where people are repeats. And so it's a lot easier to just go in and talk to people <laughs> rather than like try and pressure myself to come up with new material. So no one's bored when I'm doing my thing. Um, that, and it like helps set the rest of the stage and the room so that everyone else succeeds as well. But, um, I feel like that's the kind of comedian I would be if I was to be a kind of comedian. What do you mean? Like, well, like, you know, being able to interact and, and use and use the people and what they're bringing me and everything. Because like in everyday life, the times when I think I get the most laughs or like I'm actually funny is usually when someone else in a conversation accidentally does a setup for me. And then I'm like, oh, my brain goes punchline. Yeah. But for me yeah. to do the whole thing and go set up, set up, set up, punch like here's my architecture of a joke. Ugh, it is so yeah. scary. I'm in awe of you. I'm in awe of every stand up comedian. This one, one of two of my, my very favorite professions. Um unbelievable respect for it and especially if you're doing singing you're doing acting you're doing comedy is there anything you're not doing feels like a lot <laughs> never feels like enough you know if we're being honest uh, it does where where can we uh let me let, let's make sure we plug what you got coming up because i know you got a tour and everything else so where mm -hmm. is it wh where do we find i know you're maggie mayfield maggie instagram mayfield yeah doc m-a-g-g-i mayfield.com um has all the tour dates everywhere i'm gonna be all the places you can see me all the thing all the merch all the song everything that you could ever possibly want to know is right there what or if you want to like follow me on social media the buttons are right there too so you can get clips of like you know my funniness online <laughs> my funniness <laughs> I like that. See, you've been interviewed before, so you knew to plug one thing. Go to MaggieMayfield.com, M-A-G-G-I Mayfield, MaggieMayfield.com, and that's where you get all of it. You get her Instagram feed, you get her funny reels, you get clips, you get merch. Okay, I said we would talk about merch, but first, what are some towns that you're excited about visiting in the coming 
uh, weeks, months on yeah. tour. Got a few good um, towns in, up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to Oklahoma City, Kansas City, and Omaha, and I've never done those, so I'm super excited to run through. Um, doing some stuff in Indianapolis. I'm going back home where it all started. I'm going to Champaign, Illinois. I can't wait. I'm going to go see like all the people that, uh, that kind of like helped me start this journey. I don't, I don't know about you, Matt, but like, I've been feeling really reflective lately. And there's a part of me that's just like, go, go see your roots, go like feel your roots and, and, and what home is. So I purposely was like, I want to go to Urbana and go see all those guys that like I started with. Um, I want to go out to Jersey, like where I grew up and like, just go sit in front of the house I grew up in, you know, kind of, I don't know. I'm just feeling this like nostalgia, this, and I'm trying not to fight it. I'm just going to let it kind of yeah. do me. Well, so I wouldn't uh, be shocked if a new song or two comes from that experience anyway. Yeah. There is something about that, you know, like we're you know similar ages and it's like you, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, you're, we're not old. We're not young. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're not like what? What are? I don't know. Like I don't know what we are. But I know that I've I've had okay. a whole big chapter of life, and yeah. I feel like that was another lifetime. All right. Like yeah. when we we met, we were nineteen. I think it was right. Yeah. Nineteen. Uh, Fake ID, probably. I don't know. You snuck into a bar, but like, yeah, it's fine. Now. I think statute. Anyway, so like, you know, it, it's been a long time, and all of that life, you know, twenties and everything, feels like a different lifetime, and then there's still a whole lifetime ahead. So it's perfect reflection time, perfect time to, to go yeah. back to the roots and figure that out. Man, I just I keep thinking like, what? What do I really, what have I been dying to ask you as we've, you know, commented and texted and things on social and everything, but I haven't had a long form conversation yeah. with you. Yeah. Let me flip it. Anything you got for me? Questions for you? I don't know. Anything. Um, I, I do want to pick your brain a little bit because you said something that, Let's do that. I absolutely loved. Um, and you were talking about buying a boat and basis of the post was something to the effect of like, you know, people said like, don't get a tattoo. It's permanent. Don't yeah. do this. It's too much work. Don't get a boat. It's too hard. You know, it's too expensive, whatever. And you were like, no, life is, life is short. You know, I'm going to try all the things. I'm going to try all the things. Right. Isn't that, that was, you know what I'm talking about? What post I'm talking about? This I is- do. You know what's interesting that that's the one that sticks in your brain Why? because well, whatever, right. Cause it spoke to something that's deep inside mm-hmm. you. It spoke to mm-hmm. something that's deep inside you. That's actually, that was my most engaged Facebook post. I think of all time, probably. Oh, interesting. Most engagement. And I, like, I wasn't selling something, you know, I just, I was reflecting yeah. back on this, on this boat yeah. purchase. And I realized, man, all my life, I was living my life with someone else's rules. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it was about, right? It was like, well, I never got a motorcycle because it was dangerous, and all my friends had bikes. I'm not going to get one. I never had a tattoo because mom said don't get tattoos, and I never got a boat. I always wanted a boat, but yeah. I'm not a boat guy, and I don't know about boats because everybody said they're, oh, it's terrible. You never want to get a boat, and then they all had boats, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the guy who has a boat and decides if I like it or not. Yeah. And I got yeah. a two thousand dollar piece of crap boat that was amazing. Was it? It, it was. It was so much fun. Hell yeah. And it worked for a whole season and then it didn't. And then it was like, okay. Right. And then I sold it and I lost money and, and I don't regret a single thing, not a single thing, but yeah, that was the post. What uh, What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I was just going to ask you what's on the horizon. What's the next thing, right? Cause we're doers, you know, movers and shakers. So like, what's next, what's the next thing that you're like, Oh, I've always wanted to try. You know, this is going to sound crazy, but you know what? What? I'll tell you right now. No one else knows this yet. I'm just going to announce it right now with you. Um, (laughs) 
So one of the next things I'm really excited about, and it sounds weird because it's not an exciting thing, but it is for me, yeah. is I'm going to kind of semi-retire and move into consulting with businesses that I'm really curious about and very like industries that I've never been able to be in that I want to be in. So an example mm-hmm. is if I, if I semi-retire and I do less speaking, less traveling, less everything, I will free up extra time to be able to focus on something else. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at finding, you know, I found one guy, an entrepreneur in the construction trade, and I love the trades. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of that. But I realized, again, I woke up one day, Maggie, and I'm like, you know, I'm not too old to do whatever I want. But at this age, I really don't want to like start from scratch and be like, I'm going to learn how to be a carpenter. Mm-hmm. But I love the trades. And I have a huge amount of respect for people that can devote their lives to a craft physically with their hands or like you with your with your voice and your creativity. Anytime you devote yourself to a craft for yeah. years and years and years, decades, I'm like, man, it just inspires me so much. Yeah. So in this next season, I'm looking at, well, how can I align with a business in one industry, a business in another industry, and then bring what I bring to it, which is you know, the entrepreneur creativity, systemizing, pattern recognition, all the bizarre things that I do that aren't really marketable in the world, um, yeah. but really, really work inside of a business. Right. I don't yeah. know. See, and that feels like a letdown. It's like, that's not an exciting thing, but it's really no. exciting. <laughs> no, that is really exciting. Right. But this is the idea. Like, this is your first time saying it out loud. So it's like, it might be weird, but you have to say it more and more. So it's not weird anymore. Yeah. And then one day I just wake up and go, well, I'm a consultant. This is just what I do. But 100%. it kind of, yeah, it will yeah. be. It, that happened with everything else, right? Yeah. Yeah. One day you woke up and you didn't say, I'm trying stand up comedy. I'm learning stand up comedy. I'm doing some yeah. stand up comedy. One day you woke up and said, oh, I'm a stand up comic. Yeah. One day you woke up and said, I'm a radio producer. Yeah. I'm yeah. an actor. Yeah. Ta-da. I'm an author. All the other that, stuff. Man. That's great, man. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Really fun. You know. Yeah. So hammering this next book out, this one, you can see it back here. This is the third book, Driven to Courage. Oh, great. How to deal with the unexpected and come out stronger. Oh my God, that's great. Because no one you know has gone through anything unexpected or having difficult life changes in the last couple of years. But I figured there might be a few of us. I know it was for me. <laughs> and right. And I'm like, I don't want, it's not about the pandemic, but it really is about like, how do you now look at tough changes in your life mm-hmm. and deal with them? And not just like survive and like get through it, whether it's grief or whether it's changing states or whether it's your career, or whether it's a relationship or whatever it is. But how do you actually take in the principle of when you work out and lift a weight that it rips the muscle and it hurts and it sucks and it actually harms you technically, but mm-hmm. you grow and get stronger because of it. And it's like the tearing is the strength building. So right. the whole concept is how can the tearing be the strength building? And, um, and I think it is. I mean... I know it has been in your life. I know you've gone through some crazy, incredible things and Mm -hmm. you have come out nothing but a strong, inspirational, amazing role model of a woman. And Mm -hmm. I just want to say that in front of all the millions and millions of people and millions (laughs) of fans of you and of the Driven Entrepreneur. Maggie, you're incredible. I said it a bunch. I'm going to say it again. You're incredible. Uh, love you. Appreciate you. What final nugget of Maggie wisdom do you want to leave the world with? Uh, the thing that I'm still most excited about and just kind of like living on cloud nine, um, if I can, is the latest music video that I just released called Stop Saying Sorry. And I think it's so important that we stop apologizing for existing. That we stop apologizing for things that are out of our control. 
Come on. You didn't do. You know what I mean? You don't have to. I think you did it earlier. You're like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, for what? Why? You have no reason to be sorry. Right? Because it does two things, right? It makes when you actually do need to apologize less effective. And two, like it diminishes you as a person, like makes you smaller and you don't need to be smaller for anyone, for anything. So So glad you said that. Yeah. So this is a new music video. It is so brilliant, Matt. I'm so proud of this. This is like... Is this out or is this TBD release? No, it's out. It's It's out. Where where can we find it? MaggieMayfield.com or we go over to YouTube and look for it? And on YouTube, yeah. If you go to MaggieMayfield.com, it's like the first thing that you'll see. It's the first thing. MaggieMayfield.com. This is fun. Stop saying sorry. It is literally right on there. Maggie, we never talked about merch. Hey, that was your final nugget, but it doesn't mean it's the final thing out of your mouth. Um, <laughs> tell me, you have uh, you have some merch available. Of course, you can find that at MaggieMayfield.com. I just, I'm just going to plug you over and over again. But no. my question is, I've been thinking about merch for years, yeah. and I have these open you know, like T-shirt designs and all these things, and I just never can quite prioritize it. How did you make the decision of what kind of merch to have you just follow the industry and go, hey, they have t-shirt CDs, or I have t-shirt CDs, or like, what do you do? Yeah, it is no, so is it? hard. It is the hardest thing, because it's like, who am I, and what are people going to want to buy that's going to make them feel good? Basically, merch, I've learned, is just an excuse for someone to talk to you, to connect with you. It doesn't matter what it is that you have to sell. Um, basically, after a show, after a speaking event, they just want a reason to talk to you. And it's awkward to just do that. So when you have a table full of things, they can be like, Matt, so great to, to know you. And you could have pens, buttons, stickers, calendars, doesn't matter what's on the table. They just want to come up and tell you how great they feel that you made them feel great. And popping a 20 down on the table, walking away with a calendar or a magnet is going to make them feel like they gave back what you gave them. That's what I was going to, okay. So, so one thing that merch does, I love this. This is actually a really good business conversation. <laughs> so one thing that merch does is it provides a context for connection is what I'm hearing. hundred percent. Right? And yeah. to just, because like, I'm one of those people, you know, you talk about stop saying sorry. Mm-hmm. When, like, and I guess I've been on stage enough, not like a rock star like you, but like, you know, speaking and, and conferences mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. I've done it enough times that, I know the feeling when I'm in the attendance and I go up to someone and I'm like, oh my God, they got a million things going on and they got all these people coming to say something and they have their next thing they have to do and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm very mindful of that. So I'm Mr. Oh, I, hey, I just, just real quick, just, oh, just real quick. Oh, sorry. Hey, uh, just, you know, mm-hmm. and like, I, I don't want to be that person. So it yeah. is kind of nice if they have like, you know, a $20 t-shirt. Okay, great. Hey, want to grab a t-shirt. And while I'm doing it, it's my context for connection. That's yep. really cool. And then yeah. reciprocity as well. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. hey, I got all this value from you. Like, I want to yeah. do something back for you. Yeah. yeah. What about, one of the things I always think of with merch is there's that piece of, like, I want to take this experience home with me. Mm-hmm. I want to keep this with me. I want to anchor it. Like, how, how do you describe that? You know, that part of like, like when I go to like an Eagles concert, right? I want to yeah. get a t-shirt so the concert doesn't end. That's my yeah. feeling. Is, yeah. that the, is that the same kind of thing for you? Or what's what have you seen in interactions of people in yeah, that way. People love t-shirts. The thing is, is like, if you're traveling, which you do, it's difficult to carry that stuff around with you and making sure that you have the right sizing. And like, if you do multiple colors, heaven help you. <laughs> like it's, it's cumbersome to carry that stuff around. Um, the whole store that. A hundred percent. So I do do t-shirts and, and purses and all kinds of cool stuff online. Um, 
But when I go on road gigs, I carry CDs, which is also outdated and dumb. And so I have to make a big joke about, a C- you know what I mean? Like people go on iTunes and they can download it there. Um, or you can pay me with a CD that you can't even play anywhere. You know what I mean? Like computers don't have disc holders anymore. <laughs> so it's like, what are you going to do? Cut your Coke on it? Great. Cool. Uh, you can use it as a coaster. That's what you do. Um, you still want to bring something home. Bring my music home. Right. So the CDs, it's wild. It's interesting, though, because fellow comedians have gotten wind of it. And they're like, I want one. And I'm like, okay, you can have it. It's fine. Like a CD? Yeah. And so I just like, pay what you pay what you can. If you want a CD, like, hey, well, you know, I'll take a dollar. For a CD. At this point, I just want to like get rid of like. Yeah, That's I have hilarious. a bunch. I have so many of them. At this point, it's I'll like take one for a dollar. That's cool. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that. Wait, show. Hold that up again. Maybe we will use a video for this. Wake up, Maggie! Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. That and is so, so cool. Like, Good photo yeah. shoot. Thank you. Yeah. Maggie That's what I mean. Like, like collaborating to like make that art and like figure out what the you know. And there's art on the inside. It's like there was a whole lot that went into thinking of that album. Um, but now, so I have, I do have t-shirts that like go along with a song. I specifically talk about its teacher in a song. And so I made the t-shirt so people can <laughs> take that home if they want. But then also because I play guitar, um, I'm actually today, this afternoon, I bought a bunch of guitar picks on Amazon. Uh, here we go. That. These are, these are earring, um, earring things. So I'm making jewelry out of guitar picks and, uh. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's doing. Cool. So it's kind of like a my nieces are going to help me so that I'll buy them a pair of cowboy boots on Amazon. That's what they want, and I was like, "Cool, help me." <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, earn cowboy boots. Yeah, that's all they that's all they want. They just want to hang out with Auntie Maggie and then wear cowboy boots. Like Let's Auntie go. Maggie. I love so, that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the mer- and these are much smaller, much easier to carry around. I can stuff 50 of them in my purse and it's not going to be annoying if they're not heavy. I could take them on a plane if I wanted to. So I like that. And like you could, right? You could like, you know, Mm -hmm. do a promo thing with the picks and be like, you know, wake up Maggie art on the pick. But I like that you're doing like unique. You're doing something that you're actually Mm -hmm. making. You're creating Mm -hmm. it because you're creative. I think that's, uh, it's really cool that you're putting that much time and energy and thought into the experience yeah. for your clients, the experience for your, your yeah. people. And what's cool too is like, it could, it could be, I, I don't know about you, but when I go to these like trade shows and fairs and stuff, like I always look ahead for Christmas. I'm like, is there something that someone I know would love here? And it makes Christmas. Ha- so it's one of those things where it's like, remember we went to that show, I wound up buying a pair of earrings and like that you liked, but walked away, you know? So it helps me get gas to go to the next gig. It makes people feel good, you know? And they're cool. They're so cool. Do you know how many pairs I already have? A ton. So many. Like six pairs. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I wear them, I'll make them. You, ha- you can have them. So for an investment of probably a good two and a half, three hours and 20 bucks online, like hopefully this will help pay for all the gas to get between all the gigs. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. yeah. You got to be careful with that. Like, you know, trying out all your own merch is why I don't work at a cookie place. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. would eat the profits. So, hey, guys, if you want to see Maggie Mayfield, my dear friend, uh, she's coming up Austin, July 1st. Uh, what is this? Oh, Cedar Park, Texas, July 2nd. Oklahoma City, July 7th. Omaha, Nebraska, July 8th. We got Omaha, Nebraska again, July 9th. Back-to-back nights. We got Lincoln Square Mall. Where is that at? That's Urbana. Urbana That's Urbana. Oh, you're excited yeah. about that. That's I'm excited about that right one, there. yeah. That's July 16th. Indianapolis, Indiana, July 24th. And more dates coming. Everything you can find at MaggieMayfield.com. 
get out there, get some custom-made earrings, buy a compact disc, and laugh your little <laughs> took us off. It's going to be a blast. Maggie, thank you. Thank you. For hanging out with me again. Looking forward to catching up next time. Uh, and you're always, you know, you're always welcome on the show. Next time you new, you don't need to have a new album, but if whatever comes out, you just let me know and you're back on, okay? Thank you. You're Thank awesome. Well, what can I say about Maggie? <laughs> I, hope, I hope you love her as much as I do. Uh, I, uh, yeah, it was just so fun to catch up with her and... I just want to say I'm I told her but I want to just say it again to you. I am so proud of the hard work she's put in. I think Maggie is one of these examples of someone who just did the work. You know, rolled up her sleeves, said this is my dream, I'm going to commit to it. She did that for 15 years in radio hosting, DJ production, and she really hit the pinnacle. I mean, when when I was on her podcast Why Tune Shuffle, this is I don't even know 5 6 years ago maybe. Um you know, she was producing right out of the iHeart Studios in Burbank, California, right, and in, in, in Los Angeles there, and it, it blew my mind. I remember when I walked up there, it was like going up the elevators and going through security, and I go, man, this, this isn't this little radio station. This is the real deal. And she just crushed the radio world, and she's been crushing comedy, and now she's crushing uh, music, and and now crushing acting. So I can't wait. You're going to see her in all sorts of things. Um, and again, I really hope you got some, really, if anything else, just a few laughs and some inspiration for you to get out there this week and just go after your dream. That's what I got to say. Go after your dream. Um, if you, if you've been walking through difficult things and you've been feeling like your dreams have been on hold, I relate and I know that feeling. You're not alone. And make sure, again, also, besides checking out Maggie, make sure you check out our new book that's on pre-sale right now, Driven to Courage, How to Deal with the Unexpected and Come Out Stronger. I think Maggie is a great example of she's walked through a lot of unexpected changes and circumstances. She's moved across the country. And she's a great example of someone who has come out stronger because of it. Um, she's gone through relationship changes and come out stronger because of it. So um, she, to me, is one is an inspiration. And we want this book to be an inspiration for you as well. Um, Driven to Courage, How to Deal with the Unexpected and Come Out Stronger, written by me and my good friend Ruben Gonzalez, who is a four-time Olympian. He shares his story in the book, um, his unexpected journey to the Olympics for the first, second, third, and even fourth time. And, and how he's been able to live his Olympic dream, even though he was the person who wasn't supposed to make it. And, you know, it, Ruben always says on stage when he speaks to, you know, Fortune 500 companies, you know, I wasn't supposed to go to the Olympics. And if I can reach my dream, that means you can too. That's what the book is all about. We have some incredible stories from powerful entrepreneurs, coaches, Paralympians, triathletes, moms, dads, people who have really just walked through some hard, hard times and have come out stronger and they share their story and their character traits and what they've had to apply in their life so you can take that into your life and you can win. You can grab the book on pre-sale. It comes with all the goodies if you get this before July 15th for just 20 bucks. Uh, we're ethically bribing you to do the pre-sale because it helps us with the bestseller campaign. 
Uh, but you get the the book, you get the ebook, you get the audio book. It's all for twenty bucks. So you get the ebook free, the audio book free. You get two tickets to our live breakthrough seminar called Success Revolution with me in person in California. So if you want to come see me in person, say hello, get a book signed, maybe even transform and change your life, take control of this thing between your ears, your brain. That's what Success Revolution is all about. Coming up in August, uh, and oh. Don't forget my co-author gift bundle. Everyone who contributed a story and authored the book with me also gave a gift with that as well. So these gifts are worth thousands when you add them all up. You get all of that, and it's 20 bucks, um, which is literally the price of the book. And if you do it right now in pre-sale, it's also free shipping. Go to driventocourage.com slash pre-sale. That's driventocourage.com slash pre-sale. So I hope you enjoy the book. Make sure you grab it before July 15th. And then check out all of Maggie's dates at MaggieMayfield.com. And I'll see you next week with another Driven Entrepreneur. Bye-bye.